You're listening to the Kerry Woodham Mornings Podcast from Newstalk ZB. As we've been discussing, we have the findings from the High Wealth Individuals Research Report. According to the report, the effective tax rate for the wealthiest New Zealanders is around 9.4%, while the general population pays around 20.3%, with untaxed capital gains supposedly being the largest driver of the disparity. However, the government isn't announcing any new tax changes this term, despite the fact Revenue Minister David Parker has spent years campaigning for a CGT and saying he believes our tax system is in part unfair. I'm joined now by Denton's Kensington Swan partner and tax expert, Bruce Bernacki. Good morning to you once more, Bruce. Good morning, Kerry. How are you? Good. Are the wealthy getting away with it? Oh, look, I, I don't think they are, Kerry. I think this report has, there's no surprises in it. It tells us what we already yeah. knew, that the wealthy earn a substantial amount of their economic income from legally untaxed capital gains. I mean, this report has not found that they're uncompliant with tax laws. They are, they are paying what they need to pay under, uh, under, under current settings. I think the, the bit that sticks with me is that it's unrealised isn't it? And did they take that into account when they looked at middle-income New Zealanders who could well be millionaires on paper but aren't in terms of cash in the bank? Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there, Kerry. I mean, I think this report is softening us up for a re-look at a capital gains tax, but you know, the headline rate here of an 8.9% effective tax rate takes into account economic income, and what they've looked at is not only the earnings um, that these these families have made, but also the increase in value of their assets. And it's, it's over a period 2015 to 2021 when asset values increased enormously, particularly mm. in 2020 and 2021. And so they factored in the growth in the value of businesses and other investments that these people have made, but, but they haven't sold these assets, and factoring this in as economic income and saying, well, look, you haven't paid tax on this, so your effective tax rate is, is very low, and that's fundamentally unfair. If one of the wealthy, high, high net worth individuals looks at the McCann on the wall and says, I've never really liked it, it doesn't spark joy when I look at it, I might flog it off at Webb's or somewhere, and they sell the painting for half a million dollars, do they pay tax on that? Well, no, and in the same way as if they sold a piece of commercial property, if they sold a business that they owned, for example, um, and, and, and made a gain on that, no, we do not tax capital gains. As I say, I think we're being softened up for another look at it, certainly by the, by the Labor Party. And as Minister Parker said, look, he was not announcing anything yesterday, but we would mm. know the Labor Party's policy um, on taxes going into the election. Uh, but no, that is simply how our, our tax system works. We are an outlier. We're only one of yeah. uh, the only country in the 38 members of the OECD that doesn't tax capital gains. But no, those those are our tax settings today. I, yeah, I suppose I assumed that if you sold something at a profit, you'd add that to your income and then pay tax on it at the end of the year. Well, it depends. I mean, look, so so if you, we do tax gains on the sale of some assets. Look, if you're in the business of dealing in that sort of property, so if you're an art dealer, yeah. using your example, you'd pay tax. If you bought the, the painting with a purpose or intention of resale, so you said, well, I'm going to buy this thing, and you're on record saying, well, look, in a year or two, I'm going to flip this on and make a gain. I mean, yeah. we, do tax, we do tax gains in those sort of scenarios. And of course, in the residential property sector, we have the, the well-known Brightline test. Yeah. So there are a lot of scenarios where we do tax gains on the sale of assets, but where you have assets 
that are, that are not residential property that are being held for long-term investment purposes and someone, for whatever reason, decides to sell that asset and makes a gain, well, no, we don't tax it. How does the law define fair? <laughs> well, the, 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 law is, the law does not define fair. Fairness is obviously a very subjective yeah. um, concept. And it was interesting looking at Mr Parker's speech yesterday. I think his first, fourth sentence said, we have hard data now confirming fundamental unfairness in our tax system. So he certainly thinks this is this is unfair. But but there's nothing, and the law is the law. And, and yeah. you know, people are in, in a large part compliant with it. We have a very effective tax system in New Zealand. It raises 107 billion dollars a year. It's relatively simple and straightforward to comply with by international standards. Um, but yeah, and, and, and taxpayers, middle income, high income earners are generally compliant with it. It's just, you know, we do not tax capital gains and the fairness or unfairness of that is it's a political decision, decision for the voters at the end of the day. It is, but I think too they they are relying on the fact that People are just going to see rich pricks and not understand the economics behind it. Not, you know, even the basic economics behind it. Well, yeah, I, I do. I do wonder about that. I do think, you know, New Zealanders are ultimately aspirational. I do think a lot of people would have a concern with the idea of imposing a tax on an unrealised capital gain. So, if you have some sort of investment or asset, it's gone up in value and you some, somehow you have to pay tax on it when we've, you've got no cash flow to pay for it. I think a lot of people would see that as unfair. And think about the flip side of it too. What would happen? You know, asset values are sky high in 2021. They've come back. Yeah. You know, business values have gone down. Rent, residential, commercial property values have gone down in the past sort of 12, 18 months. What are we going to do in that scenario? Are we going to handle these so-called rich pricks like a tax rebate or a tax refund? Can you imagine, <laughs> you know, the headlines there if a billionaire suddenly got $100 million in tax rebate <laughs> because its asset values have gone down? I mean, yeah. you can't. You can't have it both ways. Well, they kind of do with the bright, you know, with the bright line test. If you sell at a profit, you have to pay tax immediately. If you make yeah. a loss, you can't use that against to offset against no. any other income. So they do have it both ways. <laughs> yes, they do. They yeah. do. Yeah. When it comes to a capital gains tax, it, it's mainly the older people who might have had friends who donated art or helped them out with building a batch somewhere that wasn't fashionable and now is and mm -hmm. they have to pay on something that they haven't got the Greens when they were looking at, at, at their tax policy said oh well they can just take out a loan and when it is sold then they you know it can be settled up against the mm -hmm. proceeds of the property or the, the assets. I don't think that's going to give much comfort to people no, and, and that's one of the problems with whether it's a wealth tax or it's some sort of tax on unrealised capital gains. I mean, you are imposing a tax on people who haven't, you know, sold an asset and don't necessarily have the cash flow yeah. to pay for it. And you can imagine, again, you know, the front page of the Herald or people on, on your programme, Kerry, saying, well, look, I've had to sell, you know, the family batch that's been in the family for 50 years because I've been hit with a, you know, half a million dollar tax bill and I can't pay it without selling something. I mean, I, again, I just think, on that unrealised capital gains argument, that, that people would see that as fundamentally unfair. And if you don't, and if you don't somehow tax unrealised capital gains, then then this whole report is, is somewhat of a nonsense. I mean, my suspicion is that if we, if if you actually brought in a capital gains tax and factored in a capital gains tax on realised capital gains, 
you know, you'd st- and you don't have anything on un- unrealized capital gains, you'd still have the effective tax rate of these high, um, high, high wealth individuals and families below that of the average and salary wage earner. And just quickly, would the capital gains tax hit people that perhaps voters might not expect it to hit? Um, po- yeah, possibly, yes. Yeah. I mean, it, it could be like the family batch scenario that's yeah. been in the family for a long time being sold, etc. So, um, look, you know, we, we all know from 2019, you know, the, the, the reaction of, of, of people to a capital gains tax and, you know, it'll be interesting to see what the Labour Party makes of this report, what they go to the electorate with in, in, in October. I mean, capital gains taxes are, are very, very... Um, complicated to enact and, and certainly not something that could be done quickly or easily. So it's going to be fascinating to see what's done with this report. Love talking with you. Thank you so much. Bruce Bernacki, Denton's Kensington Swan Tax Partner. For more from Kerry Woodham Mornings, listen live to News Talk ZB from 9am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.